0: Hi, everyone. It's Vanessa again. Welcome to my podcast. We're having an interview with CHP officer Michael Mumford. So we're going to go through some questions with him. At the end, we'll just discuss a general topic of, or a summary, I'm sorry, of what we've just went over. And there'll be information in a link below. If you guys have any questions, just shoot them over and we'll try to cover that next time. All right. Mr. Mumford, I'm gonna have you take it from here. Tell me just a little bit about you before we get into questioning.
1: All right, so I'm Michael Mumford. I'm an officer with the California Highway Patrol. Um, I've been with the CHP as an officer for 10 years. Um, I've moved throughout the high desert areas because obviously we're in Victorville right now. So I worked the Needles CHP office for four years. And then after that, I went to Barstow and worked that for three years. And I've been in Victorville for three years now.
0: Wow, how do you like it?
1: It's a great job. Awesome. Um, we'll see how long your podcast is but uh, awesome. there's lots of, lots to talk about with the CHP
0: definitely and that is exciting so we are definitely very appreciative of what you guys do and it's such a risky job and everyone really does appreciate it without you guys who knows what we'd be like <laughs> okay so I'm gonna start with my first question um so tell me a bit about what got you into the field
1: So, after I got out of high school, um, you know, I was working various jobs. I started out with fast food, um, just, you know, in high school, then getting out. And and then from there, I had to find something, obviously, a little more career-wise. I worked for an electrical company, which, you know, I thought then that was awesome. I'm going to do electrical stuff for the rest of my life. Then I joined uh, civil service working for the Marine Corps, and that was a good job, better benefits, better money. But the fact is, it was just, it just wasn't very fun. I mean, every day was kind of the same, doing the same thing, so... I knew a friend that worked for the CHP, and I, you know I've always been a really active person, um, really upbeat. Always wanted to have fun every single day, so I gave him a call and said, "Hey, can I get a ride along? Check it out." So, uh, long story short, he, he gave me a ride along. I was hooked, and uh, six months later, I was in the academy, and, and haven't looked back since. Amazing career, and I wouldn't. Uh, I'm glad I went down this way because it's, it's it's a good job.
0: Wonderful. That's great. And you didn't know anyone besides him that motivated you, so it's not something you had ambitions for as a kid.
1: No, I'd never once wanted to be law enforcement, never thought about it. Um, you know, and as I was going through the, uh, the civil service job, you know, when you'd be driving on the freeway, you'd see someone speeding and you'd just be like, oh man, where's that cop to stop that guy? Or, you know, you'd see the cop stop and you'd get all excited because they did and you're like, man, I want to do that. that. That'd be a great job. So that's what kind of motivated me to make that phone call to a buddy.
0: Nice well that's really good I like that so next question I'm sorry everyone if I sound like a duck my voice has been gone (laughs) but I'm a little bit off of the same question how did you get to where you are I mean I know you
1: so yeah kind of relating back to that one but as for Victorville you know I grew up in the high desert for the most part for you know since I was really young fourth grade and So when you get out of the CHP Academy, they pretty much put you where they need you, wherever they need you throughout the state. You have a little bit of leeway, but I ended up in Needles. So if you know where that is, it's a couple hundred miles to the east of here, right on the Arizona border. Hot, small office, and it was wonderful. I loved working there, but, you know, obviously everybody wants to get back home, get to their family. So um, I ended up in Barstow, and then finally I could get Victorville because it takes a few years to get back to where you want to go. You know, like in that case, it would be more senior, the more senior you are, the more uh, more years you have on the job, the the better places you can get. So after
0: so like a bidding, so it's at a, a seniority. Bit.
1: yeah, seniority. So if someone leaves here, then you know whoever's got the most years on, they can get that that spot. So I ended up finally getting back to where I was wanting to go.
0: How many years did that take you roughly? It's
1: hard well, to it remember. took me four out of needles and another three in Barstow, so it took me seven years to to make it back to Victorville.
0: That's not too bad.
1: Nope, not too bad at all.
0: Okay. Um. So I know it's being referred from a friend. But did you have to go to school for it? Is there any school experience? Or did you need to get where you are? I mean, before we go into that, um, I didn't cover what your title was.
1: So I am a peace officer. I am officer. It's just the title is officer for the California Highway Patrol.
0: Okay. So was there any schooling required for that or just the training?
1: So to actually become an officer, the only thing that's required um, education-wise is you have to have a high school diploma or a GED equivalent. Um, No felony convictions. um, Decent driving history. Um, Other things do help. Obviously, if you have a degree, um, whatever it may be, it doesn't have to be law enforcement specific, but um, you do have benefits through the CHP to make more money if you do. If you're bilingual, so if someone's trying to get into this field you know if they learn another language spanish um things like that if they qualify if they can uh, certify as being bilingual they'll also make money more money uh in this field so okay. just the basic stuff is high school diploma GED equivalent uh to actually get into the the beginning stages
0: okay do you need to have and just a quick spin off um absolutely for this do you need to have previous activities i guess to be active exercise any training that you need to do before applying just to have that so
1: let's see that might be one of the questions in there that i was going to get out but as for (laughs) that's all right so if you're looking into this field looking to be a police officer especially with a chp obviously there's a lot of things you need to prepare for before you go there um your maturity level needs to be high you need to be a mature person be a a police officer physically wise like you were just kind of mentioning Yes, you're going to be running a lot in the academy. They're going to put you through a lot of uh, mental tests, a lot of physical tests. So make sure that you're in pretty decent shape. As for, like we were talking about college credits, anything like that, if you take a criminal history class, that's obviously going to give you a little bit of a, a jump on you know, law and policies and, and things like that.
0: Absolutely. So that's just some of the advice that you can give someone trying to get into being a police officer. Correct.
1: That was the question that I was thinking of when you asked that.
0: Yeah, it was the number four. I just looked at it and like I kind of...
1: That's all right. It, you're good. As long okay. as we're hitting it, right? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> so. Okay.
0: So, is there any other advice that you would recommend someone to...
1: Um, one of the main things is a lot of... You know, the earlier you get, you get into this career, the better. You know, when you come on this job... I came on when I was 23. I was 22, turned 23 in the academy. That's a great time to come on. Um, okay. You're still learning a lot. Um, you're still physically, normally you're physically fit at that time compared to you're coming on in your mid thirties, you're going to have a pretty hard time, uh, physically in the Academy. Absolutely. But as you're, to actually come in, um, advice, you got to keep a clean driving record. You know, if you show up and you've got a bunch of tickets, you've got a DUI, um, that's not going to look good on a, on a background investigation and everything that you've done in the past is going to be questioned like that when they go through a background interview. So keep a clean driving history. Keep yourself out of trouble. You know, if you have jobs, if you're at a job right now that you don't like, don't leave on bad terms. You know, just say, hey, this isn't for me. I'm gonna resign. Give your two weeks. Don't just, you know, go in there, blow up on a manager, et cetera, et cetera, because that's all gonna come back and bite you when our background investigators go in and speak with those your previous employers and say, yeah, this guy said this to me. He mouthed off. He never showed up to work, et cetera, et cetera. So. Keep your, no matter what it is, whether it's fast food, um, whether it's even a more prominent job than that, you know, don't don't leave on bad terms. You know, be a respectable person. Keep your driving history good. Stay away from the alcohol. Stay away from the drugs. And uh, you should be in pretty good shape.
0: And I absolutely agree. So never burn a bridge.
1: Never yes. burn a bridge because that will come back and get you. Yep. And we can give this information or this advice not only to people in there. You know early 20s that are already ready for this job but also we put it out there for for teenagers because we've got you know 16 17 18 year olds in high school that are ready to graduate and they're like yeah i want to be law enforcement but within that time that they are in their junior senior year and they're screwing up and then they get out on their own for the next three years before they can actually be a peace officer they do stupid things and then right when they apply when they're 20 20 and a half years old it all comes back and they say no we don't want you so and that's you gotta keep important. yourself clean
0: Yeah, and I agree. That's a really good point to cover because it does give an eye opener to everyone who's thinking it's not going to follow you. So it's good to know that it does actually follow.
1: Absolutely, especially in this career line. It's going to follow you.
0: And you can always move up from being a police officer if they wanted to ever get into a higher ranking or just in a different field.
1: Correct. We have uh, Obviously, we are paramilitary. We have command structures similar to the military. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll go through as a cadet um, and then from there, you will be an officer. You'll you know, be sworn as a peace officer. After two and a half years, you can promote, you can become a sergeant, and then from there, move all the way up the ranks, all the way up to uh, commissioner.
0: That's exciting, so definitely lots of possibilities. Absolutely. Okay, um, so out of a personal experience, or just, I guess, if you have an idea from someone else, what would you say is the best and the worst day on a job?
1: worst day on my job or on a job
0: well on your job but if you don't okay. have a worst day for you and well you with, just heard from with a different being officer. a police
1: officer you've got lots of good days and you've got lots of bad days and i definitely say that the the good days always outweigh the bad because there are are more good days than bad days even the the worst ones are the worst so um uh, to answer that question i'd say the worst day on the job was probably on the 10 years of being a police officer On Christmas Eve, my very first year, 2008, when I came on, there was a major collision. Uh, Dad fell asleep. It was Christmas Eve. Daughter wasn't wearing a seatbelt in the back seat. She was ejected. She was killed. You know, we get on scene. The dad's emotionless. The mom's screaming for a kid. She can't find her. And that was probably the worst one that I've been on. Um, And especially being a new officer, you know, you aren't used to seeing stuff like that, dealing with families and emotions and... And death, and that was definitely uh, one of my worst days on the job.
0: It sounds very bad.
1: As for a good day, um, the best day was actually pretty recent, a couple years ago here in Victorville. We had a uh, report of a car fire, and me and another newer officer responded. We get there, luckily, the, there was uh, an older lady and her son that had gotten out of the car, and they were just on the shoulder, just screaming, just you know, crying, screaming, and they had really broken English. You could tell they were. Uh, they weren't from the United States and they kept saying all they kept telling us that the, all their asylum uh, papers were in the trunk of of this rental car to get their family over um, from Afghanistan their whole family was over there and all the paperwork wow. that they'd done for the past few years that had taken them years to get was all in the trunk and it was and it was burning up so oh. fire department got there really quick we did we pulled out our fire extinguishers um, the whole entire inside of the car was gone everything all the way back to the trunk. it started. The fire started in the engine compartment. And we popped the trunk. We're, you know, putting it out the best way we can. And then, you know, we're telling them to stay back because there's flames. And we end up pulling this paperwork out. And it was inside these plastic bags. And the plastic was literally just melted around all of these papers. Wow. But we got it out and we pulled them out. And the papers were just untouched. So, That's I amazing. mean, they didn't care about the car. They didn't care about anything else. All about their papers to get their family over to this country. And that was... When we gave them those papers, mm-hmm. it was like, it was, it was a tearful moment. It was like they were just, they dropped to their knees and just started praying. They were just so happy. That's so that amazing. was probably the best day on this job. And, Pretty
0: cool. Yeah. And hearing the story from the start, you wouldn't think it would be a good ending. But that's great. Just to give someone their family out exactly. of just a few pieces of paper. Yep. That's amazing. It was a good day. I, yeah. Hopefully many more. Um, Okay. So... For your career if there's anything that you can do differently would you do anything differently or would it be the same path you took
1: I found a pretty good path I mean you know I, I can't say that I was the best person in high school I didn't get in trouble like a lot of these kids are now but you know I didn't get the perfect grades I had a couple speeding tickets you know before I came on this job and um I just happened to land in this line of work like I said before it wasn't something that I was planning on doing Mm-hmm I just happened to know a buddy, gave him a call, and the fact is, if I didn't know that guy, I probably would not have never even called. I mean, I was sitting on the couch watching an episode of Cops at home, being like, man, that would be fun, and just out of nowhere, I called this called a buddy, said, hey, give me a ride. So, That's no, wonderful. it was, uh, I, I picked a good career path, and I mean, it's a great job, I'm very happy with it.
0: That's pretty awesome. Okay, so you wouldn't have done anything differently school wise I guess since your grades are bad. I mean it's hard to go back and change information. School you-
1: wise, I mean I took a uh, Spanish in high school, which I was not very good at at all. I mean horrible Definitely. at. <laughs> um I didn't take any college. I mean I went straight from high school. I was working fast food. I mean eighteen years older. I don't right when I graduated, moved out, got an apartment. I was working two jobs, working seventy hours a week, you know, to to keep sustain myself. You know, I always wanted to I was always an independent person. I was paying for my apartment, my own car, insurance, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I met my, met my wife. We got married early, you know, we got married at 21. And, and so as if we're talking about school, I wish I could have maybe done some community college for maybe criminal law, because the fact is, if you have a degree on this job and it doesn't matter what kind of degree it is, criminal justice is obviously a good one because it, it puts you in this, this line of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but you make more money if you have a degree. Another mm-hmm. one where I mentioned in high school is Spanish. Is take that class because the fact is, especially with our diversity here in California, you know we have so many Spanish speakers. I mean, throughout the entire Absolutely. state. So to be able to communicate with with the people out there uh, would be much make my job much easier sometimes if I if I knew Spanish. So take actually, that language class. You know, take that extra college class to get your degree, and and that's going to help you out a lot.
0: That's really good advice, and I agree. There's a lot of languages out there, so if you can communicate without a translator, that's huge. Um, so if, career-wise, sorry, just dribbling. That's all right. Okay, so have you considered any other careers? I know you were doing electrician and you've done a few odd end jobs before this. Was I, there an actual
1: career? I was young. I never really had a career field. I got into the uh, electrical business. I was actually selling electrical supplies. And I remember my manager telling me, hey, what do you want to do when, you know, what do you want to do for a career? And I look at him like, well, I want to do this. And he just kind of looks at me and laughs. He's like, no, no what do you actually want to do? You know, which was, it was an entry level, you know, basic job, but I had no idea. And I originally wanted to go to motorcycle mechanic school when I was in high school, but then I got out of. high school and you know just started working a whole bunch and and that I decided wasn't the right path and I just fell into this one there's not there isn't another career that I would want to do at this point
0: that's pretty exciting though okay um so in your line of work it is a little bit difficult to have an apprentice or to have someone that can shadow you depending on your job and it being a high-risk job it's not something someone could just hop on board correct but is there a way for someone, without being put out there, I know you guys could do um, a ride along, is there another way they can follow you or just sit with you or get in sight? Yeah,
1: the CHB, at least in, in the past few years, we've been very open with the community. We wanna get as many people in as we can, mm-hmm. um, just cause we're losing so many people for retirement. I mean, as these people are retirement, we gotta replace them and, and we need good people. So. A few different ways. A few different ways to do that is through our recruitment unit. So, here in Victorville, our recruitment unit is out of Inland Division, and I'll give you the information on that. You can put it on your podcast. Okay, perfect. Um, but you go through our recruitment division. They've actually got trial runs that they do for driving, Uh, they do workouts Um, they have our explore program which if you're a younger officer, 19 Mm -hmm. and under, you can actually become an explorer which actually, you know, puts you out there not at the risk as an officer um, because you're not a peace officer yet but it actually it it prepares you for this line of work So that's
0: exciting, see I didn't even know about that program.
1: Correct and as for ride-alongs, our policy is if you're Interested? If you're of legal age to become a peace officer, um, you can take our written test. That's where we start off a ride-along. So we can't just go out there and say, yeah, anybody just come into our office and do a ride-along. Because it is dangerous. We don't want people out there on the road just thinking it's some kind of joke. It's just fun. I just want to go ride in a cop car. We need serious people that are good, well-qualified uh, for this job. Absolutely. So if you apply for to become an officer, um, you do that online on chp.ca.gov. They give you a test date, you'll show up, you'll do a physical and a written test. As long as you pass that written test, past that point, you're good to go on as many ride alongs as you want. That mm-hmm. tells us okay, this person has a the knowledge, they're dedicated, they'll drive all the way to out of their city, you know, to our central, loc- you know, inland division, San Bernardino area, mm-hmm. to take this test. They'll pass a physical test, all this good stuff. So they're a good qualified candidate. We want them to get in our car now and we want to be able to show them what this job is all about. So if they are serious, get to that point, the apprenticeship to where they want to learn about this, take that written test, take that physical test. There's no obligation past that saying you absolutely have to, you know, go through our job. You know, at any point you could just be like, okay, this isn't going to be for me, but it'll get you in the door to where you can get out there with us and, and learn about what the job is.
0: Okay. Is that test in comparison, I guess, to the test you guys have to take to become an officer?
1: That is the test you take.
0: So, okay,
1: it's a written test to become a cadet, to be hired conditionally okay. as a cadet for the Highway Patrol, and you'll go to our academy in Sacramento. So, you take okay. that written test, it takes a few hours, mm-hmm. um, it's, a lot of it's grammar, a lot of it's uh, vocabulary, things like that, because obviously okay. you have to do a lot of paperwork as a police officer, pass that, pass the, um, the physical test, and that is your entry after you make it past the psychological evaluation and backgrounds, that's your conditional hire to the academy as a cadet. Okay. From there, now you're a state employee as a cadet. You spend 27 weeks there, and as long as you can train and past all of those tests, that's when you become a peace officer. So
0: Okay, so that's great. So it's a good stepping stool to decide. It gives you the right on, but then it also pretty much puts you in that position to where you could just go from there. So
1: Correct. you're not
0: having to re-exam
1: Correct. Once you take that written test and take the physical test, from there, you'll go into our backgrounds. They'll go through all their stuff, and at any point, you're just like, hey, you know what? Learn more about the job. I don't want to do it. You know, you you haven't signed a a condition for for hire.
0: Okay, perfect.
1: That's my best way to to describe how to get a (laughs) ride-along, anyway. If that makes sense.
0: It does, and it's very good to know because... Um, from my understanding from what I've heard and I've looked into once just out of curiosity but I've never done it Mm -hmm. but like you said most people would just assume you would get on a sign up sheet and you would just go in and then go on a ride along so that's very good to know and years
1: ago it used to be that way Um, Mm -hmm. we did run into a few problems with that but then the problem is we we get all these people that want to come in and they do, do ride alongs but half of them aren't serious at all know, half of them have major felony convictions or they're just, you know, one night talking to their buddy like, hey, I'm going to go get a ride along tomorrow. You know, we, if we're going to put your life in danger out there riding with one of our officers because the job is dangerous, there's no doubt about it. We need people that are qualified and willing 100% to do this job.
0: Absolutely. And it also puts your life at risk because if they're not being serious and they jump out of a car. Okay. Um... And I'm saying gum a lot. I don't know why. <laughs> That's all right. Usually I don't. You're good. So. What number are we on? We are on number
1: nine. All right.
0: Okay. So what is the one thing that stands out to you, I guess, that keeps you...
1: I don't know. What keeps you, okay. you here? okay. You can read it just the way it is. I understand. That looks good.
0: So <laughs> I what Glenn is one thing that like...
1: stands out to you the most that keeps you here and makes you fight harder for what you do? So that is one cool thing about our job, compared to a lot of jobs out there. How many jobs do you get to help someone every day and get paid for it? You know, you get a lot of people that volunteer for homeless shelters, um, for animal shelters, for different nonprofits, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's great. I think that's wonderful that people do that, and they're doing that to make it for a cause. You know, they want to help people. They want to better this where they live, better their society, their community what's absolutely amazing about my job is I make good money to do those things so I not only get to go out and make a difference in the public I can go out and I mean you know I've helped thousands of people over the years stuck on the side of the road hey i hey we're broke down we don't know what to do hey you know hop in my car I'll give you a ride here hey work you know what can I do for you and that's something that, that the CHP they they emphasize on that it's not like my management, my boss's boss, they're like, hey, if you can help people, go help them. And there aren't too many professions that you can go out and do that and get, and get paid for it. So, True. That's really good. Point. So what makes me fight harder um, for what I do is, is exactly that. I mean, I, I strive to just, you know, you get to get out there and help people. Obviously, we are law enforcement. We do our portion to take the correct appropriate enforcement action um, if someone's breaking law. But at the same time, we're providing a a service to everybody. You know, we're out there to, you know, to assist you if you're involved in a collision, if you're broke down on the side of the road. Um, So.
0: it's very well put. Okay. And one that I skipped over, which was number eight. Um, So if at all possible, would you ever consider taking on an apprentice? I know we just covered that. So we'll just skip over that one being that you discussed that yeah, sure. best way to do the ride along and correct everything. So we'll get that and we'll link it. Um, is there anything you feel like that can help someone to decide whether or not this is something they'd want to do advice you can give?
1: That's where a recruitment unit comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, I say, yeah, if you're serious about it, take the test, do a ride along, then you'll really know. And then you're not obligated to take the job, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but even before you go that far to actually take the test and go through that process, talk to one of our recruiters. Um, If you go on the CHP website, like I said, it's chp.ca.gov. You just find a division that's near you, wherever you live. It'll give you the phone number for our recruitment unit. You give them a call and they are absolutely amazing officers and sergeants that work in those divisions that will answer any possible question you have regarding to the job. And like I said, they have, you know, the the practice academy now to where they have the driving, they have the physical PT, they go over practice written tests. So if you go through that, which is all free service, this is nothing that that you get charged for, that will tell you right there whether you want to do this job and how it's gonna be in our academy. And the the reason they came out with that is, you know, we've got we didn't used to have that a few years ago, and we'd have people that go in the academy, and suddenly they're just like, "Oh, this is this isn't for me. This is something else." And mm-hmm. you know, I could half of them are saying that because it, it's difficult. Our academy is not easy. Right. We have a, a close to 30% attrition rate, and the reason for that is because it's not. It, it's hard. You know, and it's designed that way because if you get out there and you're you're quitting in our academy. Right. Then what are you going to do if you get out on the road and you you know have a, a suspect on the side of the road or you're there to defend someone else or defend one of your partners and you just quit? So those practice uh, physical agility tests, those practice written tests, driving, all that stuff, they design that through our recruitment unit to where you can automatically do that. It's free, and that'll tell you right there what they're, this kind of job's for you.
0: Okay. Um. For the studying, I guess. Is there anything you can study for the test? Is there... There's tons. of I, I can't
1: obviously recommend a specific one online. No. I will just uh, tell you what I did when I went through the process. Okay. Um, there was a basically a book. It was a California High Patrol exam book. And it was okay. basically goes over a lot of vocabulary, spelling. And you can find them on the internet now. Um, I just went on there and I studied it over and over and over. And they aren't specific, you know, all the specific questions that they ask you on the test. But it does prepare you mentally with the kind of vocabulary and spelling and, and things like that for the actual test that you take. So okay. go online, you can type in California High Patrol Test or just go through our recruitment unit. That's why they actually came out with all this stuff that they're putting out before that so you can take those practice tests.
0: Okay, and that's good to know because a lot of people... Will study or try to study. I guess not everyone does. They just go for it. If you get a photographic memory, good for you. I don't.
1: <laughs> and, and and since you mentioned that, mm-hmm. yes, this isn't something you're just like, oh man, I'll go take the test. I'm good. I'll take this. It it might look a little bit different than what you're thinking it is. So Absolutely. yes, you're, you're talking about photographic memory. Yes, there's stuff you're gonna have to do photographic memory-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're serious about it, you definitely need to study. Some an effort for sure. Talk to the recruitment unit and they will put you on the right track on what you need to study for that test. Because okay. the reality is we're not out there to try to, you know, we're out there to get people into our our job field. We're trying to get people to join the CHP. Right. So we're going to help you as much as we can to get you in.
0: Okay. And that's really good. Um, So there is a support that you guys have to get people on the right track and to get them kick-started and up and running
1: you get them prepared for the job
0: absolutely so that's really good to know um, i'm not sure if it would be you or if you have someone else that would be doing the live questions and answers mm-hmm. if we were to do i guess a small platform just like in front of a small school for i guess high schoolers college kids anyone who's interested in this field would you guys ever do a live question and answer
1: yeah, sure. I mean, if something was set up to where, like you said, a college or a high school to where there are students that are interested in this job field, I know that we had an officer go out yesterday. He actually went to our local Victorville High School up here nice. to their criminal justice class, and he just had a sit down, question, and answer. Hey, what do you guys want to know about this job? You know, what do you, what do you guys think the CHP does? So, yeah, I don't okay. see a problem with that.
0: Okay, and that'd be great, because I'm pretty sure a lot of people have questions I may have not covered, and... Some people must have been dreaming of this their whole lives and would have more in-depth questions than what I've come up with, Um, but I've tried at least to get some. So if there is anything I've missed, do you feel like there's anything else you want to add or advice? I don't think
1: so. I think we hit on... I mean, I thought your questions were pretty good, so... Thank you. All
0: right. Well, I do appreciate that you take the time and the effort to talk with me and be a part of this podcast. I know we're very new, um, but definitely going to get this information out so that people can start getting into fields they like um is there anything else do you have any questions for me as funny as that sounds (laughs) I think we're good awesome well thank you so much and thank you guys for joining the podcast I really appreciate it and keep you posted with any information and if you guys need a second interview please hit me up with the questions and we'll try to schedule something okay enjoy Hi everyone, welcome to Career Keys. Uh, This is Vanessa with you today, and we have a very special guest today. It is Cindy West. She has her wonderful little radio show that I want everybody to try to tune in and listen to when you can. Absolutely amazing. We'll start off today and get to know her a little bit. And I also wanna apologize, I haven't been very consistent with airing very frequently. It's a little bit hard to get interviews. But as soon as I get them, I will post them once I'm done. But just to start for today, I want to introduce Cindy West. So Cindy, please tell us a little bit about yourself just so we can get to know you before we get to ask you questions.
2: Okay, great, thank you. Um, so I started this radio station called the Afterburner. It's the theafterburnerradio.com, it's streaming. And we started in February. My husband and I—we are broadcast professionals that actually were on broadcast regular. Remember the old radio crank dial? That (laughs) yes, I know that's not that old, but um, so we did that for uh, a lot of years, about fifteen years, and technology has just evolved to the point where we were able to put together our own radio station. So we just did it. We launched it in February. That's exciting. What got you started into the radio station? Originally, originally, okay, motivation. Well, I actually, a lot of people say, oh, I always wanted to be in radio. It's been my dream. I never had that even on my radar. Is that crazy? That is. (laughs) Well, if it's not something you ever thought about or wanted, what got you
0: to get into it? Is there a reason why you even suddenly thought of it when it wasn't even on your radar?
2: I was 19 years old and selling life insurance. Can you think of anything more excited for a 19-year-old than selling life insurance? Beyond excited. (laughs) So I had moved to Barstow, California, and there was a radio station that wanted a salesperson. So I applied for the sales job, and they called me and they said, we feel like you're a little too young for sales, but we have a studio engineer position available. And I said, well, I don't know anything about that, but they trained me because it was an automated station so okay. my job was just to change the reel to reels and the voice tracks and stuff when they were scheduled to change. So from there, I quit that job. It was, it was pretty miserable. It sounds like it was fun, but you know if you're working with awful people, life is awful. When That's true. When you're working with cool people, life is great. So um, I quit that job, and then a few years later, a radio station went on the air, and I just applied, and they hired me, and I have no idea why. Probably because of the experience we had before, but that's really good. (laughs) Yeah, but I didn't have a lot of on-air experience. They hired me as an on-air personality, and the only thing I'd done before was I did commercials. But they hired me, and so that was the beginning. That's exciting.
0: Well, at least, you know, it's a great start. Not intended as a career, but it turned into a great career.
2: Yeah, and and something that I absolutely love, and, and I've been told I'm great at it. So, you know, sometimes you find your... Your gifts along the way and you don't always intend for something to happen but sometimes really exciting things happen just as life goes on that's very true it's
0: exciting though because sometimes not planning for it and having it happen is great and sometimes working for it and planning for it is even better if it is something you definitely want to do
2: right for sure
0: well not that you plan for it but now that you have it (laughs) which is amazing that's a great dream for a lot of people What would you, I guess the best way to put it, what is your recommendation for people that want to be in the radio industry to do? Sorry, everyone, my voice is a little cracking. Um, I
2: think it sounds adorable. (laughs) Thank you. It's got that texture that we look for in broadcasting.
0: Great, let me know what you think. Maybe I should do radio. No, but thank you. Um, But, yeah, what is your recommendation? If someone wants to get into this field, what do you think is a good way to go about it is there a way to
2: okay um i think that the most important thing to do is to listen to good radio listen to people who are on the air that are amazing and kind of monkey see monkey do you start listening to them and see how you can kind of replicate that and then you make it your own you know you don't want to be a total copy of somebody else but you might hear somebody that you really love. There is broadcasting school you can go to. You can get your degree in broadcasting. That um, That's another way, uh, and I think that's a, a fantastic way to get into the industry. It's not how I did it, um, and not how you have to do it, but a lot of times, if you have that degree people will listen to you, they'll go, okay, well, you already have training in this field, so they're more willing to take a look at your resume, Where. If you're just try if you really just want to try and get into radio, small market is the only people that when you're just beginning will listen to you and would consider you. Um that makes sense. And small market is just small town radio wherever you live there's small town radio and you could even intern, you know, that would be a great way to intern, that way you're working there for free and you're learning from them and then they're they're likely to put you on the air. My husband he was always just hanging out in the radio station because we had just met and, and then we got married. And, and they put him on the air because he was there and he knows music. And so they just put him on the air. So that's how he got started. So I would recommend either interning in a, in a small radio station um, and or getting your degree or doing both at the same time. Um Yeah. It's, it's hard to just fall into it. And if you really just want to start your own radio station, you can do that too. You just have to do it streaming because it takes millions of dollars to buy a, a frequency, you know, to be on the dial. Oh, yeah. And we were actually
0: just talking about that, but off the air um, prior to airing. I'm Considering getting a microphone for my travel recording, I never thought about being on the radio, but I'm doing a podcast. So it's on the radio, but not officially. So we were talking about microphones and she was actually talking about um, different microphones and different systems and setups you can use to start airing and putting stuff up. So definitely the person to reach out to who can help you with what equipment she's using, because I'm loving it. You guys let me know what you think because we are trying her equipment today. You might hear the first recording with my equipment, but I'll let you know if it's mine posted or hers because we're still testing how to switch and upload.
2: Yeah. So, little switcher in there. And if you want to get a hold of me, if you have questions about broadcasting, I'd be happy to answer those. You can find me through our website, theafterburnerradio.com. You can also listen to our station through there, too. And for the description
0: on today's podcast, I will have her website linked down below. So, you can always click on that and go straight to her website from there.
2: You're awesome.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for actually having me. So, yeah, because I know a lot of people are going to have questions, especially because... This is such a great field to get into, where you can meet a different amount of people. And I think, but you'd let me know if I'm wrong, isn't it the best place to start if you're trying to branch into the entertainment industry? Isn't it a good starter, do you think, to meet people and to get to know people and then branch in from there, getting into other fields? Or do you feel like once you're radio, you're just on radio? Can you ever move up from radio to do TV announcer or... How does that work? People yeah.
2: people uh, make the switch a lot. There's a couple of shows that are on on broadcast television. I call it broadcast television cuz I don't have it anymore. <laughs> I just have Netflix and Hulu. True. <laughs> and yeah. Amazon Prime, but um but on broadcast television there's a few shows where they sit around just like they're on the radio, but they're not on the radio and they got their headphones on and everything and they talk about celebrity news and stuff like that. So there and then um Uh, Ryan Seacrest you know he made the switch dick Clark he you know he was on TV as well he started in radio so so yeah you can you can make the switch I would say that's a small very small percentage of people that do Um, because if you think if if we were to actually find out how many broadcasters are in just the United States the numbers probably gigantic because there's just in our the town that I live in in Barstow California there might be 40 because there's a few radio stations, you know, and different people that work at those stations. Mm -hmm. And so there's, you know, a lot of broadcasters and, and, um, some doing it in a lot, doing it in small market. So you'd have to get into a major market and then get into TV.
0: Oh yeah. So that makes sense because it is climbing up the ladder.
2: Right? Exactly.
0: You could still with the small radio broadcast, I guess, sports in your local town, right? Or is there something different if someone wanted to do more sports radio? Because you're saying they have to listen to, I guess, someone and then just practice makes perfect. So pick someone that you like, try to follow in their steps of, I guess, style on how they present, and then make it your own. Do you think starting in a small station can also give you the opportunity if someone wanted to do sports radio or, I guess, like you said, entertainment radio? Right. Is there any difference on the style of how to present it or do you need to pick a different station to be able to, I guess, do a specific thing or do you think any small station would pretty much take you and have you do something if it's not something they already have?
2: If you're working for a broadcast radio station, they're only going to want you to do what they do. Okay, so they're, not
0: much introduction to you. Yeah,
2: they they wouldn't say, oh, well, you do sports, let's have you do a sports show. Not unless you were already somebody in the community that was really well known for doing sports, and then they decided they wanted to have a sports show. So, yeah, I've worked at, so rock is my passion, and I've worked yeah. at uh, what they call uh, adult contemporary station, which is like top 40, but the mm-hmm. not the two crazy top 40 <laughs> mellow <laughs> top 40 and then and i've worked at an oldie station and that okay. was the absolute worst thing ever for me personally because i don't like that music right but when you're coming up in radio you fit the format so when i said you know find somebody that you like and and listen to them listen to all types of radio too because you want to hear how, how they do it. They're, like at a rock station, we don't put music beds under our voice. That's like top 40. Right. Or, uh, or dance stations. And, and so if you hear that on a rock station, you immediately go, what are they doing? Why do they have that uh, 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 underneath their voice? <laughs> we don't listen to that kind of music. It's rock. So there's certain things that go with certain formats. And Very true. listening is the most important part of learning anything. I absolutely agree. Anything. If you want to sing, if you want to play guitar, you have to listen. You have to be able to listen. So if you want to do, if you want to learn computers, you have to listen to the instruction. So, yeah. And
0: that's true. I agree. (laughs) And that's good to know. So if it is something you guys want to do, same, I guess, just start with what you can get into and then eventually start trying to do your own thing and see how you can develop that. And if you can, I mean...
2: I love how you worded that. Thank you. See how you, Listen to it and see how you can develop it into your own thing. That's perfect.
0: Thank you. Yeah, and <laughs> that's how I feel. Don't give up on a dream. If you want to do something besides just regular um, radio, it is possible. Um, I think if you have a dream, go get it. It's just important to find out the stepping stones, how to get started, and then from there, take it to where you want to go. And then from that point, it's just finding out, who you can meet and what you can do to go from that step to the next step. So it is possible to just start at a small radio station, Mm -hmm. get your experience, do your thing, and then move up. Or start your own station online. Which is even better because if anyone... (laughs) I mean, I'm (laughs) shocked if you guys tell me you don't watch YouTube because I'm pretty sure it's extremely out there now. Um, So everybody who does watch YouTube, you can always do a YouTube channel. And I'm your best example. Anyone could do a podcast. So start your own thing. Find out how you can do it. I literally, if it helps, and a lot of you kind of know right now, I'm on Anchor FM. That's how I'm starting mine. So, yeah, find a way to get yourself out there and anchor yourself into something. Develop it. Send it out to your friends, and then try to get it into stations and see how that goes. Yeah. Um, What do you recommend as the best setting to get started if someone's trying to get in do you have a recommendation
2: on Uh, honestly um it's it's hard to run your own radio station because you have to really know what you're doing i was a program director music director i did all that so i know how to run a radio station but why not just do it (laughs) (laughs) because there's so many ways you can broadcast now uh streaming you can stream for as little as like $10 a month, but that doesn't provide you with any, any royalties or any, um, um, any music, you'd have to have your own music and, but there are services out there that will pay you a portion if you run their ads. And that's great. So you can get, it's called monetization if you're looking for that. So it's pretty daunting, you know, getting it started. We, we concocted this idea. And from concocting the idea till we were on the air was exactly one week. That's crazy. That is fast. It was really crazy. We're like, let's just do it. You know, we threw it together and, and it is not as hard as you would think. It's, it's just doing it.
0: Stop planning it so much. I mean, planning is a very important part of it, but it's not just planning it forever. Plan it and then make it happen. The best part to make it happen is to put it into motion if you're very technical and you need to put things on paper, set a date, set a time. This day at this time, I'm going to put it up and launch it ready or not. Here it goes. Because if you don't, I don't think you would ever get anything done. And I'm kind of like that. I need to put things down in paper and be like, okay, I do not do it today. It's just not going to get done. And it helps to finally have a deadline. Like I don't care if I'm ready. I don't care if it's going to sound bad because I didn't practice knowing that I had this down should have given me practice time. So definitely make sure you set things down and set things to the point where you know when you're going to air it, whether or not you feel like you're ready. Because you're never going to actually feel ready unless you got that confidence. If you do, excellent. If you don't, just go with it. I mean, who cares? I don't think anyone's going to stop and judge you because a lot of people are going to envy, wouldn't you say? They want to
2: do the same thing and it takes someone to do something. Right. And and if you were to launch your own streaming radio station, nobody has to know it's out there. You don't even have to tell anybody until you've been you've done it long enough and you're starting to feel confident and and you go, "Okay, I'm ready for people to hear it." And then you tell people about it. It's not like if you broadcast it, a million people are going to listen. Nobody's going to listen, honestly. Yeah, it's a good until, idea, Until until you promote it and you start, and th- there's that whole aspect too mm-hmm. of promoting your your product. As you know, with your podcast, you have to promote oh, yeah. your podcast. But I love what you said. You're so good at this. Oh, thank you. Your I'm listeners, your listeners have a really great mentor in you. And I don't know if you see yourself as a mentor. But not really, thank you. But Let's as you're comment. since you're doing a career focused podcast, mm-hmm. you are kind of a mentor, and you just said the most important thing of anybody who's ever successful is you have to write it down and you have to give yourself a and date. And people don't like to do that because like oh, but I might not make it and I don't want to fail. Well, you fail if you don't have a date because you're never gonna get there.
0: Thank you. Yeah. I'm gonna
2: move to the beach one day. But when... And then we die, <laughs> and we never got to the beach.
0: It's true. And that's kind of where I learned to do things, is I have a plan. This is what I want to do, and this is where I want to go. But I realized, unless I write it down and make it happen, it doesn't happen. So that's just me. I don't know if that helps everybody.
2: Hopefully it but does. But no, that, that's the truth. But it might just be you, but that's that's the truth of life and truth of success and the truth of... Of accomplishing something and whether or not you want to be an entrepreneur, which is what we're doing, Mm -hmm. even if you don't want to do that and you want to go get your degree in broadcasting and you want to go that route, you you still have to set deadlines for yourself or you'll allow yourself to just watch another Bob's Burgers. Oh yeah. Which Try is my on. favorite by the way.
0: I have never seen it. I gotta go see it. I keep hearing about it. Is it really good? Oh it's so good. All right. Recommendation for you guys. Watch Bob's Burgers. That sounds awesome. First thing I'll do when I go home. Check it out.
2: It's so good.
0: Oh, now I have to see it. Anything recommended. That's awesome. Um, yeah put it on your calendar. I have a tendency to I got a bigger calendar, the kind that you can add sticky post-its to because it's wide enough cubes. And I write it down that way. If it's on a post-it, that's something I could just pick up and throw away. But when I write it down on the actual calendar, to me, it's not something you can throw away. This is the day it's creeping up on you. It's like homework. You have a deadline. Make it happen. Yeah. Because if you don't, no one will. Right. And you yeah. once. Might as well. If yeah. you screw up, you screw up. Who cares? You live once.
2: If all the successful people will tell you how much they screwed up time and time and time again until they finally, finally got it right. So if you're not willing to fail, you're not willing to risk it, then it's true. Yeah. No gain.
0: You don't make dreams happen by just sitting on the sideline and cheering. It takes motion to put something
2: into action. Yeah. So. That's right. The law of inertia. Now we're going to get all scientific. Yeah. Everybody who loves (laughs) science, let us know if we're doing this wrong, but... But a body at rest tends to stay at rest, and a body in motion tends to stay in motion, that's it.
0: Yes, and for all you athletes, you know this better than anyone, you have to be exercising and stretching, and that doesn't mean just physically. For everyone out there, mentally exercise, mentally stretch, and that means with your talents and your skill, you may think you don't have anything, you may think it may sound dumb, you might feel like it's just a waste of time, If it means something to you, then it means something. And trust me, there's a lot of people out there that are probably thinking the same thing as you not making it true because everyone is scared of making it happen. You don't need to start on the big TV screen right off the back. You don't have to be on the biggest radio station for people to know you exist. Get out there. Get it done. It takes the smallest step. To get to where you want to go. You have to take the first step. That's pretty much what it comes down to. You're not gonna get to the top of a staircase by jumping. (laughs) So unless you can, let me know. But yeah
2: that's crossfit, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, for those who can, I need those lessons. We cannot. I wish I could. That'd be awesome. Jump to the fourth one and be like Oh gosh. But yeah. What I mean, is there any schools you've heard of that you would recommend? Or do you recommend trying it before you go to school or just go to school and see how you like it? I know finances, we're off the topic on and off a little bit, Um, but for people with the financial restraint Mm -hmm. or not sure if they qualify for FAFSA or just don't want to apply for FAFSA, get into something that they may not like. What do you recommend to just... I would say intern, intern,
2: intern, intern then if, if... You're like, I don't know about spending the money on it. I don't know if I really, you know, this is something I want to do. You know, I would intern. That gives you uh, an inside look, even if you're just taking out the trash. Um, I had an intern over the summer and it was so helpful to me to have somebody to help me with some, you know, some things. But she sat right next to me every morning on the air to learn what I was doing, you know. And I think that's, that's, it's, it's a free education
0: basically. And honestly, I think in every industry, for those of you who know, and those of you who don't know, I know everybody thinks you have to know someone to get somewhere and everybody wants you to have experience before you do something. You cannot get the experience unless you've done it, obviously. And it's really hard to get internship positions in so many places. Mm -hmm. So that's great advice. Find a small place. It doesn't have to be one of your favorite radio stations off the back, but find a place that will allow you to get that experience and get your feet wet just to know what you're doing. That way you can move up from that saying you have the experience and it provides you that chance to get into a bigger station and then learn from them. And then if it's something you want to do to open up your own, you've gained that experience and if you decide... Maybe you like working at the small radio station better. Honestly, do it. It's having that experience is gold. And I mean, I 100% agree college is extremely important. But if it's something that you're not sure and you're still filling out your career, get to know, I guess, the community around you, who does what, and get experience. Because, I mean, you don't want to jump and pay for a lot when you may not even continue i mean don't go right. for something you don't
2: want you could even uh volunteer most um small towns have local access tv i mean it's not radio it's tv but broadcasting is broadcasting you That's know one, one just doesn't have a picture with it thank god <laughs> i do my show without makeup a lot <laughs> <laughs> i might be dj sometimes i don't know i did it first and then i'm like no I feel too sleepy, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, you could even volunteer, you could, you know, intern even at local access TV and just see what that's all about. It's a, it's just a really great way to get your foot in the door. Getting your foot in the door is the hardest part of this industry. And it's
0: in any industry as well. You can't really get anywhere unless you meet someone to get somewhere. It's sad, but I feel like that's true nowadays.
2: It takes that connection, and but you can make those connections if you don't have them. You can go down that radio station definitely and say, "I would love to intern." I understand it's not a paid position because there's such thing as paid interns. Mm-hmm. I would just like to free intern. I'm happy to take out trash. I'm happy to, you know, try and write commercials if you want me to. I'll do anything you have for me. And most people, if you if if you seem like you're sincere and not just. You know, sometimes people go into radio stations. I'd be great in radio and just let me intern here and you're going to love me. and You're going to put me on the air. And that's a big turnoff to a program director because the last thing they want is somebody hounding them to put them on the air.
0: You don't want to blow smoke.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So just go in and be polite and kind and humble and ask ask to just do anything there. Can I just do anything? I'll answer phones, whatever you want, you know. And that kind of an attitude in life period in any field. Goes yes. a long way, you it know, does. if you're willing to help in any area. So I think that's a, a great way to get in.
0: Yep. You might be God's gift to mankind with your talent, but if you're no offense, very cocky and pushy about it, you're never gonna get to show it. So definitely I agree. Yeah. Be humble and be willing to do things that are may not even related to it. Such as like you said, take out the trash. Vacuum help, the
2: carpet. Answer the phones.
0: You're there. <laughs> you're learning. By just being there I mean it may seem like a waste of your time and energy but if you think about it that on your resume is experience you are watching them hmm right and you are yeah
2: in the room and and you don't know I started as a studio engineer just changing the reel-to-reels and they needed somebody to do a commercial and they said here read this commercial yeah oh, okay read this one you know so they had me making commercials which led to me being on the air full time and honestly when I went in when I applied for that job And the program director took me in the production studio and he said, read this commercial for me. I'll be back. And he came back and he listened to it and he hired me right then and there. And And so what could, you know, that's, that was, but I uh, don't ever do this in a job interview. I said, you're going to hire me? And he goes, yeah. I said, (laughs) really? And he says, yeah. And I said, on the radio? And he goes, "Uh uh-huh. I said, I'm going to talk on the radio. And he said, yes. Don't ever do that. I was like, really? I, I couldn't believe he was be hiring confident. me. I should have been like, oh, of course you're hiring me. Thank you, sir. Yeah, <laughs> believe in it. I mean, if you're in shock, hide that shock. Go home. I don't think anybody's ever car. done that.
0: I think I actually did a long time ago. But it was just, they looked at me like, why are you surprised?
2: <laughs> yeah. Because I'm really not that great. No. I, mean, I didn't. I'd surprised. never been on the air live. That's why. But, it's a, but it was a small market.
0: And I think you have a better chance starting in a small market than going out for the
2: big fish. I Even mean, with a degree. Yes. Even with a degree. We had people that they used to have, I don't know if they still have actual broadcasting school, which is a tech school.
0: I think they do. And it's called film school, and it's really oh. expensive. And they well, they had
2: radio broadcasting school back then. People would just I've go to learn radio. And then we would get these people that would apply at the, at our station just to, you know, try and get into radio. So, again... You know, small market, got to work your way up. And I know you want to do radio and you have
0: to start in a small market. That doesn't mean drop out of school, drop out of college. I think you should always still have a backup plan. Right. What if you do this for two to three years and you love it, but then all of a sudden you feel you want to do something else? Don't cheat yourself out of an education and don't wait too long before you start your education. You get to a certain point in your life where you're just too tired to keep going to school. And the longer you're out of school, the harder it is to go back. So if you feel like there's something else you want to do in addition, definitely start that chapter or intern in that as well. But honestly, don't ever just I mean you should always go full force with what you want to do, but don't ever let that be all of the eggs in the basket because
2: right. you never know. I mean And and to since we're gonna be real honest when yes. we're talking careers, small market radio does not pay well at all.
0: It's a you're good, on the, fun job. To
2: you're start on with. the air four to six hours max. So if you figure, okay, how much can they pay you per hour? You're only on the air four hours or five hours or six hours. And um, I was, when I first started, I was making minimum wage. As a broadcast professional, yeah. I was making minimum wage. So it doesn't pay very well till you get into like you're the morning show person or you move into a bigger market that kind of thing. So yeah, you should definitely make sure that if you're going to school, don't stop, get that finished, and um, and do Absolutely. your little do your radio thing on the side until you get that done, and then then you can see what you're going to do with that. A lot of people work a full time job and they do um, like a weekend couple of weekend shifts at a, a small market station or something too after, but after they get their degree but um that's
0: true and it's great because you can still do what you love and actually you could do two things you love it could be a really good stable career that you feel this is what you want to retire with and still have the ability to work on the radio have fun and enjoy that atmosphere as well so no one says that you just have to pick one and stick to it but always know where you want to be in life and then make sure your goals are lined up to accomplish that It's hard to make money in the entertainment industry there's a lot of competition
2: (laughs) more now than ever because TV back in the day it was TV and it was radio and that was it and now we've got all these people have YouTube channels and there's you know there's all the streaming stuff and it's just it's insane I can't even find I cannot stay on top of all the rock music out there we only play rock Mm-hmm. I can't, there's too many, there's too much music out there. Yeah, I rely definitely. on our listeners to let me know who they like it because they maybe I'm missing somebody. It's <laughs> such
0: a vast world too. Oh, it's insane. It's, I mean, you think you know everything that's going on and then the next day it's like a million new things just happening. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard to catch up on it. And it's hard to say, you know people still listen to radio, but now everyone's got Pandora and everyone's right. got... The podcasts and yeah.
2: YouTube and... Radio is very streaming now.
0: Right. And so, not saying that you still can't get into it. It's still a great field. It opens a lot of doors. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, find your niche. Find it, what it is that makes you unique and what makes your program unique. And what you can offer. It comes down to pretty much you. You're selling yourself. Not in a way, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't actually go and sell yourself. But you are putting yourself out
2: there. Not at the dollar store. Especially
0: not at the dollar store. (laughs) 99 cents me? What? No. But yeah, you are putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. People are buying you as a product. You are the voice. You are the image. And you need to make sure that is put together very well. I mean, I know this sounds really bad to put it this way, but... You're not going to go buy an ugly sweater when there's a pretty sweater right next to it with the exact same price tag. Yeah. You know, and that's how people look at what you represent yourself as. Mm -hmm. If you're not very clean and put together for what you want to present, they're not going to accept you over someone who's just easy to put on the air or just easy to polish up. So you may not be the best when you come in, but at least you're almost there, which is better than not having any at all experience and just coming in and just want right. to wing it. It works for some people, lucky like, like you, it's amazing. That was sometimes it's luck and timing. Yeah. Right place, right I really time.
2: feel like that was God orchestrated because I would have I had no clue.
0: Yeah, and people get lucky and I'm not saying that can never happen to you. Right. But sometimes it's nice to have a plan and have a strategy because Honestly, life can throw you so many curveballs and you just want to be ready. I, it's nice to know that you can fall on your feet. Never want to fall face forward. No. And life can knock you down so many times. So make sure you have good feet to stand on. I, I mean, nowadays. Oh my gosh, have you heard the podcast? Not podcast, I'm sorry. Um, YouTubers. Everyone YouTubes now. Yeah. You can YouTube. Of course. This lady is one of the three richest people top earning, and all she does, mind-blowing, FYI, most of you might already know this, unwraps packages. That's
2: it. <laughs> the video is on her hand. The whole two-minute of YouTube. Can you is an ASMR video or whatever that, that is? No, it's not even it, because then at least you're talking into a microphone and making sounds
0: by eating, which is popular, by the way, if you're getting into YouTube, ASMR. I like the
2: cutting soap ones. Have you seen those? No, but they I cut was... soap into little bits and stuff.
0: There's a lot you can do. If you're YouTubing <laughs> or you want to YouTube for easy money, try a million things. I'm going to insist on you trying a variety of things. You'd be surprised what people suddenly be interested in. This lady has a camera zoomed in on her hand. Oh, it's a box. Oh, it's a cute toy. Oh, this toy's arms move. It's just unwrapping boxes, which a lot of people love.
2: And we do it I do it all the time because I I even have something coming from Amazon today. And if you videotape it, I could record that. People (laughs) like to watch what you get. You never know. People's
0: curiosity are interesting to me half the time. Oh my god. Why do you care what's in a package? But people are curious. Painting your nails. Someone might want to watch you paint your nails and screw it up. And then try to clean it up. Who knows? I mean, nowadays You're teaching me so much right now. I was shocked. I was watching it on The Real. We're not sponsored by The Real, by the way. But that show, it's really funny. They were talking about different things. And uh, actually, shout out to uh, Maya Maples. I'm watching her YouTube. And it's really funny because you wouldn't think trying on things from Wish or trying on things from brands or how to put makeup or just to have the YouTube of randomness. Is so popular, but now she's got I think a million views or so, and people watch so many different things. So if that's what you want to do, try it. Okay. You'd be so <laughs> radio station to YouTube, and it's all the same yeah. same thing. We want you to put in and try. Um, what is your favorite thing about working at the radio station?
2: Oh, probably interacting with the listeners. Because we we're a free format station, which is a rarity in the world, and what it is is it just means that I don't have a computer generated playlist. No one has said these are the songs that need to be played in this order, in this fashion, in this progression. Because we had a dead. we had a test panel listen to these, and these are the ones that they liked. Because um, that's what radios become. So that's true. I come in, I have a clean slate. I throw a couple songs on and the re- requests start to come in and I'm able to chat with people and play their music and, um, yeah, that's really fun. And then, and then sounds fun. the other great part is when you have the ultimate segue, when you have a song that's, that's ending and a song that's beginning and it just comes together like magic.
0: And that's really hard because <laughs> the way one ends and the one begins doesn't exactly mesh together well. So Not always,
2: sometimes they're perfection. Sometimes you have a fade out and you and you start the next one that's a fade in at the right time and it just sounds like the song never ended and that's when you'll hear yelling and I'll be yelling. That was the segue of the century. <laughs> when you hear it, don't freak out. It's good yelling. I don't yell it on the air. I just yell it in the studio. I'll to put you on airtime when yelling, yes! feel the excitement. Did anymore. you hear that? That's the kind of... Flawless. <laughs> that's the kind <laughs> that's of stuff that mean. excites me.
0: <laughs> and it's funny because things like that are exciting. Small things are exciting. Me actually finding out I got a podcast and surprisingly now I'm on Google and I'm on Apple. So you can right listen on. to me on iTunes. Show. Check on you out. out. Yeah, it's weird. I'm on, I think, 12 different channels. So if you guys want to hear me on other channels, it'll be the same show. But now I'm on their channels, which to me that was mind-blowing I didn't think I'd ever be on so many channels for people uh-huh. to listen to so an accomplishment I never planned I mean I wanted to do a podcast right just recently so it's not something I've planned for it wasn't a future I made out but out of experience of seeing so many people trying to give up on college and not wanting to go to school anymore and just so many random things, and you just realize how hard it is to even get into an industry. I thought this would be fun, so... Yeah. Who knew? I'm on right channels now, and yeah. people
2: can... Because why? Because you just gave it a shot.
0: I did. <laughs> and if you heard my first one, you should have heard my first aired <laughs> one. That was me practicing. Yeah, Although I of found course. out you can't say it on the air that you're practicing, because then they won't accept you on their station. Oh. So, if you are practicing, don't tell anyone you're practicing, after you feel confident
2: about it, then you can mention it.
0: <laughs> In person, hindsight,
2: I was practicing, not I am practicing.
0: Oh, yeah. I yeah. recorded it. that. It took me, I think, an hour. And I recorded and deleted so many times within oh, that gosh. hour. Oh, gosh.
2: That's the worst.
0: Right? And I was like, <laughs> I don't like the way I sound. Oh, I laughed funny. Oh, why did I pause? Oh, I worded it funny. It gets to be repetitive. But I think it took me an hour of trial and error. And then I finally recorded... And try to submit it. But because I said it was my test, they declined it and it was rejected. So then I spent, I think it's two minutes. I can't remember. I have to check. But I spent two minutes to just throw something out there just to get it in. And it was approved. And it took me two minutes of literally not knowing what to say, but just quick summary. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, well, apparently two minutes of
2: me just attempting it was better than an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew (laughs) practice doesn't make perfect with me oh that's funny that's one thing I do love about my radio shows live so if I screw up I screw up and it's It's out there we laugh about it and we move on where I have had uh, to record shows on the rare occasion I had like you know I had to go to Dallas for a week so I did record those shows for that week took forever Forever, because you go, oh, oh, why would I
0: say that? Oh,
2: start over, you know. You listen to yourself, <laughs> and then Dell
0: gets planted. I sound funny. This sounds funny. Yeah. Do you hate the sound of your voice? I do on the radio. Yeah, I feel like we all high do. High pitched
2: and squeaky. And I like... do too. I hate mine, and everybody really? goes, but "You have such a great radio voice." I go, "You I think love the way so?" You sound I don't. On the radio. I think it sounds weird, and I don't know why people like it. And I think it's because it's on the. I'm hearing it from the outside of my head. I think it's. When and we you sound different in it. our head. We have different acoustics in our in there. Yeah. There's I, water and a brain and...
0: A lot of things that drown out the sound. Yeah, I'm talking, and right now I feel like it's a little cracky, but I feel like it's more of a bass. Yeah. And then when it, was It sounds good.
2: Thank you. You're sound, rocking it.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah normally when I hear myself on the recording, I'm like, it sounds like a high-pitched soprano and very squeaky sometimes, and I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Who am I? Why? And you don't mess with the vocals. I figured if I suck, I suck. But... Yeah it's the message, not my voice. Right. If it bugs you, I'm sorry.
2: I had uh, asked my son to record a commercial for us because I was on too many of them. Mm-hmm. And and so he listens every day at work, and sometimes I'll text him. I go, did you like it? When his commercial plays, he goes, I hate it. So we all we all do. I go, that's normal. You're kind of supposed to hate it, I think. If you love the sound of your own voice, that's a little egotistical. And kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine listening to yourself all day and be like, yes. Some people talk just to hear themselves talk, though.
0: That's true. Yeah. Don't be one of those people. It's not cool. (laughs) Definitely not cool. (laughs) If you're one of those people, not cool. Please stop. (laughs) But, yeah, um, it's it's funny because I'm actually trying to get a different, I think I might have mentioned this already, trying to get a different microphone because right now I am using my phone. Today I'm in the studio with Cindy, but normally I'm just using my phone for my other two podcasts. It was my phone. So it might sound different later on when I get my recording um it's like a what is it the handset it's just a recorder
2: yeah it's a digital uh recorder yeah okay so yeah it's they used a them mobile. in the industry for a super long time only they weren't always digital
0: they yeah. used to be giant
2: and they had a little microphone yes. and they would go back and forth well, <laughs> with a <the> cassette tape <laughs> yes well this kind of like that but
0: kind of different so it's, yeah, very, it's nice oh my gosh you're gonna love it i hope so i'm debating on four different ones but i think i made up my mind on getting one i'll let you guys know which one once i purchase it and then i'll put the link at the bottom because the person that referred it to me really knows their stuff and um, i'm gonna try it out and then you guys let me know if you like the quality better um if not then i will try something else
2: because it's gonna be good
0: i i'm hoping so because that's a very
2: reputable source that you used for you know Um, to help you
0: Guitar Center.
2: It was Musicians Friend. They're musicians. They're married. They're brother sister or something. They're the whole same company. So, awesome. but yeah, it was Musicians Friend.
0: Okay, so if you guys ever want to get something for your recording, reach out to them. They're really good at setting it up. They're the ones that set you up. Right. And yeah. You refer them to me, and they nailed it on the head. A minus, I'm in the field, and I'm not in a studio, so it's nice to get something that is gonna drown out the background. Because sometimes I'll be in places that are loud and sometimes I'll be in places that are quiet.
2: Here in Starbucks and people ordering fraps and
0: (laughs) I want a tall, I don't know, espresso and you're sitting there. And then I'm talking in the background. (laughs) Not cool. You'll be sitting there like, wait, wait, what? However, if we do that and you find a cool order in Starbucks, you're very welcome. (laughs) Not intentional, but you're welcome. But, um, yeah. What else do you have to say, I guess, about
2: working at the radio? Any tips, any advice? Um, just intern. If you really want to do it, you know, we talked about going to school. We talked about all the different things, but I really think interning is just such an incredibly great way to get where you want to go. Um, it's, it's gotta be a passion project for you. I think if it's, If it's something you love now, you know, I fell into it. I didn't know it was my passion, but, um, but it it turned out to be a lifelong passion.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you don't know until you do
2: something. Right. So, but if you, if it's something you're already thinking about, see, there's those of us on this planet Mm -hmm. that know what we want to be. I wish. And there's those of us on this planet that have no clue. And I, I never had a clue. I was never like super amazing at everything, but I was pretty decent at everything. You know, I wasn't. You know so i just never knew and so I, I fell into it but for those of you that already know you and know if
0: you know you're great just do
2: it contact me i would be happy to help you if you're local you could be my intern <laughs> thank
0: you and i was just about to ask you if you'd ever take on an intern i would
2: love to have another intern i had one you know for the summer a bit um, uh, because she's in school
0: mm-hmm. but
2: i would love to have another intern
0: so, um, if she's okay with it, are you okay with it? If I link not a private email, but an
2: email that they can reach out yeah. to you? no, they can. You can have even on my private email.
0: Okay, so there you go. <laughs> she said it was okay. So at the end of this, and as well in the subject, I will link her email and definitely reach out. It's great. She's amazing. Obviously, I love to help know. people.
2: I love. I do love to help people. I really do. If this is what you want to do, I've even had other. Radio station people that were starting their own radio stations, reach out to me and ask and me for help. Great. And I'm like, of course I'll help you. You know, we're... I, Are we competing? Maybe. But I'm not worried about it. And There's enough room for everybody. Oh, yeah. So...
0: And, I mean, and that's great because a lot of people would try to make sure you don't succeed. So, to find someone in the industry that knows you might want to branch out on your own and still help you, that's huge because... Everybody knows this industry can be cutthroat, and it's really hard to get in, so she's amazing. She's agreed to help you guys out. If it's something you wanna do, definitely listen to her radio station, get a feel for her, her style, and reach out to her. Her info will be at the bottom in the subject, and do you actually have Facebook or Instagram yeah, or something? Yes.
2: So, we'll link um, those too. yeah, we have our Facebook page, the Afterburner Radio. Everything's the Afterburner Radio. So, if you want to listen to me, I'm on live Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 11 Pacific time on the theafterburnerradio.com. You just bring up the website, it says listen here. You just click listen and you can listen. You don't have to pay anything. You don't have to give any info. You don't have to put in an email, nothing. You just can pop in and listen. And then we have another DJ, Tommy Lane. He's on from 11 to 1. And then on Fridays, we have a DJ that's on from 1 to 3. And he's very new. We also okay. have, from time to time, posted on our Facebook page, a guest DJ contest. Oh,
0: see, that could be you guys.
2: Yeah, so we're we're trying to get the next one up, I'm hoping, this weekend. But what we do is we do, um, you know, you just enter the contest through Facebook and if you're selected you don't have to be nearby we can do it over the phone you get an hour to pick the music that you want to play for an hour and i help you through it we talk about the different songs and what they mean to you and why you chose them um we had one guy who um uh, he's a reptile guy he has no degree in reptilian arts but yeah. <laughs> but he's just uh educated himself on him so on okay. them so he's a real expert in our area so we talked about reptiles So we, you know, we'll talk about whatever. And we usually pick a couple of people when we do the contest. So it'd be great to have you guys enter. And that's through Facebook. Um, And then on Sunday nights, we have a DJ that's live from 6 to 8 p.m. Now, the rest of the time, Mm -hmm. we have music. You can listen, even though we're not live. but So it's commercial free and we have rock music playing all the time. So you could just listen to that and see what that's like to program that. Think about if you were, you know, if you're wanting to do your own streaming radio station, what that would be like. That'd so. be
0: amazing. So, yeah, a lot of opportunities. And I will link your Facebook and the awesome. other things. Thank you. Things. You're welcome. And now you guys can go listen, follow, ask questions. I think it's an amazing opportunity to be able to do that. She's giving you, once in a lifetime, an amazing opportunity that it's so hard to do. I mean, honestly, had I had this opportunity when I was younger, I would have taken it in a heartbeat. Yes, how horrible is it? Very normal. I <laughs> attempted to sing when I was a kid and... It's actually kind of creepy. Um, I did it in high school. You sang? At the choir, yeah. Okay. And then, <clears throat> I think a year later, I tried to, just for fun, join a band, just to, you know, be social. Yeah. And I was signed up as a backup singer. Uh huh. But then when I auditioned with the band, they wanted to meet a, a vocalist. And uh-huh. they wanted to me to be, I guess, to do my own solo. And that weekend that was following, um, we were going to play for the mayor. And I was so freaked out, I just walked away. I was like, I need to quit the band. I wanted to be in the background just to participate. (laughs) So you never know. I just wanted to hang out with you guys. Why do you make me do this? (laughs) and I said no, and then they insisted. I'm like, I sound bad. Are you kidding me? But they had a different opinion, I guess. Like she said, you never like the way you sound. Right. So I thought I sounded bad, and I freaked out, and I was like, forget it. I quit the band. So honestly... (laughs) try things you'd be surprised what can happen in life you never know yes I mean I tried so hard when I was younger to get into acting to get into modeling and I kind of did a little bit and then I didn't really like it it wasn't my cup of tea I got out of it the one thing I have to say is from high school my passion because I love to travel more than anything I wanted to be a flight attendant oh yeah and um it's weird I ended up getting my associate in fashion design and then I got to do smog technician and a bunch of random stuff. But finally I was like, okay, you know what? It's been years, three years, I think, out of high school and I was like, fine, I'm gonna try this, let's give it a whirl. I applied to be a flight attendant and I got accepted. I did go to school for it, which you don't have to. Um, I just, i made me feel more comfortable mm-hmm. because I have to memorize so many things. Oh. And I'm not good at memorizing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So to me, it made me feel like I got a head start. And then I did flight attendant for a year best thing I've ever done in my life I highly recommend it if you love to travel and you don't mind being I know it sounds dumb and I don't mean it to be degrading whatsoever but you're an, a stewardess just in the air it's not a bad thing it's excellent you get to travel you get to deal with a lot of different people Uh huh. it's not as bad as it sounds it's also not as glamorous as you would think right you know unless you work for left hands you just show up without makeup and hair and the Fixed you up, but. Really? Yeah. I wanted to work for left-hands
2: so I can show up looking oh like. My whatever, and they fixed you That's up. That's the much. kind of intern I need. Right? To do my hair and makeup when I come in the studio. Hi, I look like this. Can you fix it?
0: Oh, my God, you guys. I need makeup advice major. I can't even wear foundation. I don't know how to do it. So Aww. I'm like, I can't. I actually
2: could it. show you that.
0: Oh, God. I'm like, I can't match it ever, and it looks cakey no matter what brand I use. I'm like, I give up. This face
2: is destroyed. It's oh, never going to work. It's adorable.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Eyeliner and brow makeup. That's all I got. <laughs> I'm like, and mascara. That's it. That's as far as I can go. And after that, it's it's a catastrophe. <laughs> so, have your dreams. Make them come true. We were all over the map today. We were. It's fun, though.
2: It was fun. Yeah. You were fun. You
0: too. Thank oh you. Oh my gosh. We're we'll so fun. we to do this again sometime.
2: <laughs> Yeah, can I go to your next one and just hang out and talk with whoever you're talking to? Yes. Do you have your next one scheduled?
0: Um, I don't yet. Okay. I'm trying to see who I'm going to get to the schedule. Um, I don't have any ideas. So if you definitely have someone, let me know. Um, I think
2: there is... Was... I know a lot of people in a lot of different fields. Yeah. Okay. So you can hook me up with someone, yeah, and we'll think we of something. Talk. Yeah. I know the mayor. Ooh, see so that'd be fun. How do you become mayor? That could be our next one. Yeah, how do you be, how do you know how to do your mayoral duties? Yes, because you, what you what don't do have, you have any. To prepare for yeah, there, what do you need? There's no like, how to be the mayor school. Yes, and see, I mean, we can work our <laughs> way up and find out how'd you become the president? What qualifications do you need? I mean. At least to be president, though, you have probably either been a governor or a senator or something. So you've right? been in the, that field. We, we'll where being that. mayor, I could run for mayor and win, and I'd be like, Who's going to teach me how to be in my how to be the mayor now? But you might have people that tell you what to do. Maybe might.
0: right? They make just the job a little bit easier. We're Order. okay. It depends. We
2: have to get the mayor on so we can find out because oh i I've wanted to hard. know those questions.
0: That'd be great. And you guys, if you ever wanted to be the mayor and work your way up into, <laughs> I don't know, the government system, there you have it. We'll try to get the mayor on. Um, also, another one that might be a help. I was told about a career counselor in one of the schools. Oh. And her kids are super successful now. One works for Disney on the TV production side. Mm-hmm. And her other daughter, um, I guess, is a zoologist. Uh huh. And that was something they wanted wow. to do, planned for, and succeeded at it. And I heard that she's a really great career counselor. Um, or awesome. I don't even know, career center. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's a career counselor, if it's the same thing, but
2: for career Probably the same at type of duties. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: she does that. Um, And I heard she's been very successful. Um, So I'll get her information. We'll try to put her on. Because all of you who might be in school still, she'll give you the advice that she's giving her students if you're not getting that information already from your school. So that might be a help. Um, But yeah, yeah, follow us. Follow me
2: on Instagram. Um, Yeah, don't follow us like a stalker. Yeah, just on social media. (laughs) Yeah, don't be creepy. Please don't be creepy. No stalkers. If you are going to follow us, you have to buy us coffee. Yes, and
0: and just no pervy guys. Even if you're a no pervy, please don't be creepy. No one likes creepy. Um, but yeah, we'll link it. This is fun. We're off the rails. Woo! But yeah, we'll link it below, and you guys can follow us on Instagram. But no creepy pervs, please. Um, have fun with it, and let us know. Shoot me any questions you have. Um, for. Sydney, me, for me. Um, if you have anybody you want us to interview, or if you have a career field you want us to interview, please, um, let me know. I will put that I sent out a podcast, and then under my podcast picture, I guess just click on it and write me a message. It'll be up for Instagram, and that way I know that it's under the podcast one. Oh It'll yeah. pop on my Instagram. I will definitely answer questions. Get who I can. Um. Actually, I'm going to be in, inter- well, I have to schedule it still. One of my friends, Robert, um, he's he's got his own journalism company. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's called Fanboy Nation. So he's a journalist. Does a lot of interviews with celebrities, mostly anime and fighting. So we'll try to get him
2: on. Ooh.
0: Yeah, he's pretty fun. Yeah.
2: So Fight scenes are really cool. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he I like that. that. And it's a lot of fun. That's choreography right there. Otherwise, people get black eyes and...
0: Yeah. Oh, well, he's a journalist, so he interviews people that does that stuff.
2: But... Oh, okay. It's, yeah. He has a journalism company, but... Yeah, you said that. And then I got, like, all excited about fighting.
0: I like fights, too. I went to uh, Battle of the Badges, and I love it, and I like MMA. So, hey, if any of you play MMA and go to fights and have this stuff, let me know. I'll be there. <laughs> Maybe I'll
2: interview you. That would be awesome.
0: Yes. So... Yeah, anything else, I guess, you want to contribute for today? or I think that
2: we have done a good job. I do, too. <laughs> I think we're done.
0: Yes, if you guys have any questions, <laughs> let us know. We tried to cover as much of the schooling as possible. Um, unfortunately, we don't know any schools to shout out to that Google you can does.
2: Drive.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and definitely, if you do look up a school, from my experience, I would say definitely go to the school, take a tour, don't rush into it, even if you think it's exciting. I found out the hard way that some schools will make promises they don't fulfill. Yeah. It's nice to know. And talk to the students there. Um, just, I guess, go to the school on random times. I know it sounds really stupid, I
2: guess, to just pop to a school no. random times. no. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you never know. I would I go mean, visit my kids on campus and like on Parents Day and stuff. And they'd say, "The food here, this is not this is good all the time. It's only because yeah. it's Parents Day."
0: Yeah, you'd be surprised. Random, <laughs> go at different days, go at different times. Check out the atmosphere. I found out the hard way when I paid so much money for college. Uh, for Fidham actually, it's a really good school. Don't get me wrong. It's just they promised one thing, and by the time I graduated. It did not apply to me whatsoever. It only applies to do a fashion show for three people only, and you'd have to have the bachelor's oh. degree. But that's not what I was told when I signed up. Oh. And, I mean, it's a good school. It's extremely expensive. I have to admit that. Just be honest. It's really expensive. Um, it's more for show and title. It's why it's so expensive.
2: Mm-hmm. You couldn't get the right. same degree elsewhere. Mm-hmm.
0: I. Think it's like saying I
2: graduated from Harvard but you didn't do anything with it, kind of. But, you know, you... Yeah, but, I mean, it's it's, it's got the prestigious title. title. It's still the same degree that you can get at a Cal State school.
0: Yeah. If you get a
2: bachelor's, you know. But for those of you who are trying to get into
0: fashion, word of advice, you need to have money to make money. I graduated, and I tried to enter and I tried to get into the field. It is not easy. It is extremely hard. I... On my own, after getting my degree, I was like, forget it. You know, can't get a job with it. It's really hard. You have to really get in to that group of people that are already successful. So, And you have to have thick skin. Extremely thick skin. <laughs> because people will tell you they don't like your stuff all the time and turn around and steal it half the time. Oh! So then you're like, oh. Wow.
2: And that's yeah. where the fight scenes come in.
0: Exactly. The action. <laughs> See, this is how it all comes out. But yeah. So if you ever wanted to do that, Definitely a talk for a different show, but if you guys have any questions about that, I'm happy to kind of go over it. People have been successful in it, though. I'm not going to lie. Just make sure that if it's a field you want to get into, you have the money. Check out the schools. Make sure that you know exactly what you can get. Talk to people who are about to graduate. Not the the top-of-the-class people, but just the average, not-so-high-end people, just the kind of middle-class uh middle grades, because even though you might be one of the elite, always plan to be maybe you're not going to be as high up because you never know who's out there smarter than you exactly you know yeah. you might be the smartest, but there can always be someone smarter, so just know where you would fall in should you fall in there, and if you're still interested because schools are expensive, they're definitely worth the go. But research, research, research. You have such good advice. Thank you. This is an amazing podcast. Yes, I think so. Thank you. (laughs) I learned a lot too from you, so that's good to know. Really? I did. Oh, awesome. I'm excited. So you guys, if you hear me on the radio randomly, I just popped by to practice and have fun. (laughs) If you tune in, let me know when. (laughs) So if you hear me, that might just be me and my scratchy voice. But I guess that's a good thing. It sounds nice. It's not as squeaky today.
2: Squeaky's so, a little weird, but I don't like squeaking. you got a lower register right now.
0: Which is good. I like this lower yeah. register. Half the time if it's squeaky when it's really bad